Hey everyone, me Kevin here. Let's talk about what Joe Biden just said, and then we'll look at how the market's reacting to what Joe Biden just said about Russia. So Joe Biden said that yesterday Russia announced it's carving out a chunk of Ukraine. This, keep in mind, was the day after the Olympics ended, as we suspected, because Russia has great relations with China, one of his remaining friends in the world, and doesn't want to take too much of their limelight away, although he's kind of already done that beforehand. Joe Biden goes on to say that today Vladimir Putin is already extending the size of these areas deeper into Ukraine, setting the rationale to quote, take more land by force. Joe Biden says this is the beginning of the invasion, which they essentially outlined at the UN Security Council last week with Secretary of State Blinken. Now, uh, he, uh, Joe Biden did mention that uh, the United States is going to act starting today with worse sanctions than were imposed on Russia in 2014, which was when Crimea ended up being annexed. He states that Russia has undeniably moved against Ukraine here and the sanctions in the first tranche or sort of first basket of sanctions, leaving the door open to other tranches or groups of sanctions. The first tranche will include full blocking sanctions for the VEB. This, by the way, is the largest economic institution, largest investment corporation in Russia. Uh, it's it's essentially a lending institution. I kind of think it uh, think of it as like, and, and, and this is not the best analogy, but uh, you know how we have Fannie Mae uh, in the United States to give us the 30-year mortgage. Well, think of it as like the Fannie Mae for everything, <laughs> except in Russia, and their military bank. Both of those are being fully uh, blocked. They're also limiting Russia's access to uh, investing in uh, sovereign debt or trading sovereign debt. So that means if Russia's holding, let's say, U.S. Treasury bonds, which every country in the world holds U.S. Treasury bonds, and then they want to sell those bonds to, when you sell a bond, they have value, right? They not bonds have nominal value. And then you want to get cash, you might not lo no longer be able to sell that sovereign debt in normal markets, meaning you'd have to go take a haircut and sell it for a lot somewhere else uh, or, or for a discount somewhere else. It's essentially a way of trying to cut off uh, their financing from uh, either Euro or eventually Europe, depending what we get from the EU, uh, and US debt instruments. Uh, they will also, starting tomorrow, sanction the elites and family members of the Kremlin. Uh, now, these sorts of uh, sanctions are kind of interesting because the way you have to look at it is the, the elites and, and wealthy people in, in Russia, they often travel, right? I mean, think about it uh, like going to France or going to Spain or, or anywhere they want to travel. These things are going to become a lot harder, if not impossible, for those individuals. Uh, and I think they're doing that because what do rich people do in America? Rich people in America, they start texting their Congress folks because they're like, yo, I donated to your AWS. And now I can't go to Saint-Tropez, I'm pissed. You get Putin on the phone right now and, and, and you stop this Ukraine madness because you're screwing up my vacation plans. And if you don't, I, I ain't donating to you anymore. You know, like, <laughs> terrible accents. Not even supposed to, I don't even know what kind of accent that is. But the point is, that's why that matters. Because when you piss off rich people, they get pissed at the politicians. If you think about it, it actually goes to show you how kind of corrupt things are because it's like, wait, really? You have to punish the rich people? Uh, yeah, because they do have leverage over the politicians.
nothing. Anyway, this is not a laughing matter, okay? Invading Ukraine is not a laughing matter, especially if we go into like the capital and we actually start getting armed resistance. Oh, then we talk real bloodbath, okay? And that's terrible. Uh, men, women, children, no, nobody deserves this. Anyway. Uh, Putin has uh, received the authorization to uh, use Russian troops from the Duma, their their parliament, outside of Russia. Uh, this is important because you've got to remember, using their troops outside of Russia basically means in Ukraine. <laughs> okay, that's bad. That's, that's not good. And the Duma's like, yep, go do that peacekeeping. And you know what? Uh, Putin said this earlier today, and come on, you know what this means, okay? Putin's like... Yeah, you know, there's no telling what the military will do when they're there peacekeeping. I don't know what they'll do. Uh, this is essentially what he said. I'm paraphrasing because you have to translate. But but it's another way of him saying like, yeah, put them there for peacekeeping. If they uh, if they have to kill people, they kill people. And he's almost kind of like washing his hands of of like eh, I don't know what they'll do. Uh, whenever I, I thought that was crazy that he said that. But anyway. Uh, Joe Biden did reiterate uh, the affirmation for defending NATO, authorizing U.S. forces to Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania, building up that, that NATO force. It, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if there are actually U.S. forces in Ukraine, like, secretly training uh, and, and helping plan uh, with, uh, you know, essentially the Ukrainian military. Uh, I, I don't know that, uh, because Biden says, we will not have troops in Ukraine, but... It's usually what they do. Anyway, uh, still 150,000 troops surrounding Ukraine, missile cruisers, subs, amphibious assault re uh, vehicles moving around the Baltic. Uh, they did coordinate with Germany on uh, canceling the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Biden made this promise, and it happened. Uh, good coordination there with Germany. This does upset some of the European countries, though, like Italy, because they're like, come on, man, the inflation's already really bad. Please make it stop. <laughs> Uh, it, and it's it's true. Uh, it kind of sucks. But uh, then uh, if we look at uh, just briefly taking a peek at Brent is at 96, uh, WTI at 92. So actually kind of stable, not as high as what we had earlier when we first heard about the uh, uh, pausing of the Nord Stream 2, which was really supposed to bring prices down. Anyway, uh, Joe Biden says we've seen a major increase in false flag events, uh, recognizing sovereign territories as independent is a clear violation of international law. Don't be fooled. There is no justification for this. Okay, let's now look briefly at, at what's going on in the market here. So a couple important things that we have to look at. I'm going to hide myself so, for a second so you can see this easier. Thank you, Bloomberg, for this. So see this right here, folks? Okay, this is the 10-2, the 10-year, 2-year treasury uh, uh, spread. It is now at the lowest point uh, we have hit right here, this 39.61. We are now officially lower than where we were last week. This is when the sort of meeting was declared between Biden and, and Putin, assuming there was no invasion. Now there's an invasion. So it's like, oh my gosh, does that mean this is going to get canceled? Uh, kind of a little bit of a mess here. This is bad. This gets to zero or even like a hair negative. It usually indicates a recession within the next year. So, so not so ideal. The 10 twos are not happy. One of the reasons this is happening is because we're seeing uh, inflation expectations actually increase uh, because of this. This here is the five-year break-even chart. We like to use this for inflation expectations. We had our biggest inflation fears here in October, November, which came as a result of all the drama coming out of Delta right over here, which we actually had very low inflation expectations over the summer. It was really this, this period of time right here was when people kind of started somewhat freaking out about inflation. And they were freaking out over here because we had those big year-over-year -year prints, but there was an excuse for it. It's like, ah, oh, well, we're comparing back to March, April, May 
May of 2020 when we base almost had near deflation, right? Uh, this over here is, is again post Delta. And then this is now, and you could see this trend line here is, is pretty clear that uh, if anything, we're, we're ramping up here on these inflation expectations. So not good. Uh, then what else do we have? Well, we've got the S&P 500, which uh, really just likes to play bounce. I mean, it is hilarious. Uh, how much it likes to play bounce on my lines here. So uh, you you know these are the same lines I show you every day. I tell you when I move them. I haven't moved these at all. Uh, it's just ridiculous. I mean, look at this. In the morning, we went to 4.30, bounced up, got rejected at the 23.6 Fibonacci. We broke straight through 4.30. We just did not even care uh, about breaking the 4.30 midday here. We did try to recover, but then that 4.30 became a solid resistance point, at which point we got clearly rejected here. Uh, and uh, take a look where we're bouncing now. We are basically getting ready to bounce off of the 400, uh, sorry, the 420 resistance uh, I'm sorry, Fibonacci support line. Uh, right now we are at this sort of intermediary line that I have drawn, and I've had this one here for a while. It's at 426.49, 420.57 is that zero Fibonacci. This is the low point that we hit in January. I think that was like January 24th or something like that. And anyway, right now we're sort of bobbing between this area here. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how the day ends. Obviously a volume spike over here when Biden spoke. We did actually get a little bit of a run right here as Biden was speaking. We hit our low right before Biden. We hit uh, a, a sort of a you know 30 minute high or whatever when he finished and, and concluded. I do think the market was expecting a little bit more in the first tranche of uh, uh, of, of uh, well this uh, this uh, response with sanctions. The uh, it's worth noting that earnings season is almost over and in three weeks we have to deal with the Federal Reserve and whatever crap they're going to tell us. So. A lot of crap ahead of us, folks, but uh, thank you so much for watching this video. If any of this stresses you out, make sure to get life insurance in as little as five minutes. Go to metkevin.com life. And of course, if you want to join me on those live streams, you get those daily market open live streams via the link down below. I'm joining any of those programs. Thanks so much, and we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye.